It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people, sharing real struggles, and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friend. Joy, that's today's subject. But first, I want to tell you what happened to me today. I walked into my office to record this, and the power was out. No power. Someone had hit a power pole next to my building. But I sat here in the dark thinking, well, what am I going to do for the show today? But it also made me think about living in darkness. In other words, there's a lot of darkness in this world, and it gave me a time to just thank God that somebody shared the light of the world with me one day. They told me about God. They told me about Jesus, and 22 years ago, I began following Jesus so I could live in light, and it reminded me sitting in this dark building, I don't want to be in darkness anymore. And my guest today, I should say co-host because she's just like part of the family here, Candy Anderson. Candy, I don't like dark. Dark is a deep hole to me. It's just a place that um, suggests depression and sadness. And um, But we have the light. And wherever the light is, darkness cannot exist. Now, were you one of those little girls uh, that said, Daddy, don't turn the light off because I don't know what's under my bed. Did you have to have the light on in your room? No, I didn't. But I, do I did. Know, I do know people who uh, who did. And my late husband used to say, "If the light's on, I can't die." <laughs> so, yeah. What's that? You know, t- what was the rate? Uh, the hotel commercial. Uh, I leave the light on for leave, you. Leave the light on. And Creedence Clearwater had a great song. I think it was "We'll Put a Candle in the Window." You All know, right. It just brightens your heart. Light, and and Jesus Christ is our light. Yeah, because. When I walked in here, I was very early. I'm an early bird. The place was dark, and it's you're in darkness while the sun's coming up. The first thing I did was open the blinds, and the light comes in. Yes. And I, you feel comfortable. You feel safe. I don't like the dark, and I really was one of those kids that had to have a light on. I thought there was a little boogeyman underneath their bed, my bed. That's right. I mean, <laughs> I know I have lots of grandkids, and there are quite a few that feel the same way. So, But... Why do you think so many people, I meet people, it's like they're afraid of the light. You start talking about the light and God has a plan and God loves you and they run from you. They don't want to hear that because I think, I don't know, sometimes I think they just think their life's going to have to change too much and they're having too much fun to walk in the light. They That's like the probably darkness. probably exactly right. The The light shines. And when the light shines, it shines on our sins as well as bringing good things into our life. And so um, it's divisive. It, it really does um, point out all of the the errors of our way. It, it That's what scripture says it will do. And he does. But in that light where the, that's shown, our life is so much better when we align it with the light and it shines. A, a city on a hill, um, you know, the light shines from that and brightens a whole city. And we're not to hide it under a bushel, but to let our light shine before men. And when they see that, they're going to see joy. They're going to see hope. They're going to see um, people who act differently when... Um, circumstances aren't so good because the storm's going to come and the darkness and the clouds are going to come. But 
in the midst of all that is the light of Jesus Christ. You're right. And and I got my text message today from Mississippi Power. You're the estimated time of your restoration of power will be like in one half hour. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Yes. And I realized that sometimes, Candy, I'm a little crazy, wild guy on the air. But there are things that happen in my life or news that that affects me that I just see this like cloud of darkness come in my life. And I have to run to the light when I discovered this light, this light of God, the light of Jesus, that he invaded me. I felt a peace. I I just felt like, you know what? It's going to be okay as long as I stay in the light. You have to remain in him and remain in the light. And, and what is it? Um, don't be anxious in anything, but in everything you, with thanksgiving, we present our requests to the Lord. And then the peace that passes all understanding will fill us through Christ Jesus. You know, one of the hardest things I had to learn when I started following Jesus was patience. Now, you've known me for a long time. I'm one of those, I'm a doer, friends. I mean, I get an idea. I'm you, I'm all wound up. You're I'm a bulldozer. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm just all over the place. And with God, it's like he says, Ron, I don't operate that way. You need to learn some patience. It is tough because I had that McDonald's mentality that I would pull up to the window and put my request in for God. And then I'd pull up to the next window to pick up the request and they weren't there. Right. And interestingly, (laughs) you said that you got a a message from Mississippi Power saying we should have this restored in this time frame. And that's what we want. We want somebody to send us a uh, message directly from heaven saying, you're just going to be in this battle for this amount of time. But we don't know. Sometimes we wait years. Sometimes it's immediate uh, response from the Lord. But even in Scripture, it talks about a time where um, prayer was presented to the Lord and it took 20-something days for them to battle through to get the victory and and. Who, who knows how many um, times we're going to be made to wait. And I think it's good for us. I think I think then we don't trust in ourselves, and it slows us down. And we, um, like coming to the Red Sea, we had to stand there. We um, believers have to stand sometime at the part of the Red Sea before it parts. And we have to put our foot in, but we have to wait on the Lord for this is the day of salvation to see him do it, not us. And for myself, when God does come through and you have the revelation of why you're going through this, that you understand that, you know, it's it's going to be okay. It's not only going to be okay, it's going to be even better. Think of something in your past, 20 years ago. It was bad, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. But then a year later, when you look at that, and most everyone says, yes, it always worked out better. Yes. There, well, that's that's scriptural again, you know, Romans eight twenty eight. all things work together for good. In my heart, I know that things will work together for good. But now when you're in the beginning throes of that pain and that um, dark place, it's it's just hard to believe. But, you know, we put God in in a in our pocket. We have a pocket sized God instead of the God of the universe who created everything that we can trust his power, his infinite love, his infinite grace. And there's nothing that can separate us from the love of Christ. 
one of the things that I share a lot with people that are going through troubles is perhaps you have that pocket-sized God. Maybe you need to take him out of the box, and why don't you just start believing God for some miracles in your life and, and some clarity and direction, and he will show up in your life on his time schedule, and you'll know it's God because I've noticed this with God is when he does show up and give us an answer, we don't have to have this big thunderous roar from heaven. We just know, wow, this is, it happened. You just feel it. You just know something. There was a change. Does that make sense? Be still and know that I'm God. It wasn't in the earthquake. It wasn't in it, but the still small voice of God that whispers to our heart that, um, Nobody could do this but the Lord. Nobody. Nobody could do this. And and I think in our weakness, that's where his strength shows. And, and sometimes we need to admit that we're weak in an area and we cannot do it. We are hard pressed but not crushed. In, in the word, it says that, that Jesus is the vine and we're the branches. What happens when the branch gets separated from the vine? It dies. It dies. It dies. So to me, that means I have to stay attached, hooked, clinging, and in Christ daily to realize the immense grace we're given and mercy and tenderness that he has towards us. I mean, when the leper needed healing, he didn't just say, oh, leper, be healed. He touched the leper, which was against everything. And I think um, I always see a picture of Mother Teresa bending down and touching the untouchables Mm. um, and never letting anyone die without dignity and grace. And that's who we are. We are the hands of Christ. There's um, a little acronym for joy, Jesus, others, and you. Jesus first, he is the vine, we stay attached, and then we serve others. How many times have you heard people say, I got more out of that serving than they ever got me got from me serving them. Yeah, um, I heard it after Katrina. Right. I interviewed people that came here to the Gulf Coast to minister to people and they ended up saying we came here to minister, but the uh, people that went through Katrina, they ministered to us. Absolutely. And that's it. Our joy comes from that. It comes from an outpouring of of the love that God has for us. We want to share that with others and then joy comes and it's brought back to ourselves. Um when we, we live in a constant state of before the face of God, it's called quorum Deo, and, and before the face of God. And if you know how a little kid grabs your face up and turns it so you have to listen to him? I think sometimes God wants us to have to look into his face and to know that he is capable of handling all our needs. He's given us every precious promise we need to live this life. That's what the word says. I may not feel it, but I'm going to, by fact, believe it. Yeah, very good. We're going to take a break, listeners. And Candy, when I come back, I want you to share some things about joy. I want joy. I'm not talking about that dish show. Do they even make that anymore? Joy? Yes, they do. <laughs> do they make joy? I don't ever see joy. Anyway, right after the break, we will continue our conversation empowering you with God's joy. You're listening to Get the Hell Out of Your Life with your host, Ron Myers. Real stories, real struggles, and real hope. 
John Myers Productions presents the 38th Christmas City Gift Show inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi, November 12th through the 14th. Three days of Christmas fun with door prizes and thousands of gifts for everyone. Join us Friday evening for Shoppers Paradise, adults only shopping. It's the event you've been waiting for. The Christmas City Gift Show. Skip the line and buy your tickets online at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Come join us. We all need encouragement. Encouragement does one of two things. It either frees us from the trouble we fear or it gives us the strength and courage to meet the trouble when it comes. If you would like to receive a weekly text message of encouragement, simply text the word INSPIRE to 51660. That's INSPIRE to 51660. Our messages will encourage, inspire, and empower you on your journey through life. Life is tough. Be encouraged. Welcome back, listeners. I'm Ron, and this is Candy Anderson Ferris in here sitting next to me with her nice, joyful smile. (laughs) You know, I have joy today, Candy, because the cruisers are starting to come to the Gulf Coast. Absolutely. Those cars all shined up. They bring me joy because it takes me back to my teenage years. Did you have a hot rod with those big wheels? I did. I had a Camaro (laughs) (laughs) for just a little while. My mother and I decided it was a little bit too much for us because it was a race car. And uh, yeah, but my sister and and her husband have um, Studebakers and the old Cadillacs and the Camaros. They have just restored and brought back to life the things that are older. One of my favorite places to go to is uh, Bay St. Louis and walk through the downtown and see all the cars. But you see the joy that these cars bring to people. They walk by them. Oh, look at that. Isn't that beautiful? You know, and that's just a, a, a piece of metal. Right. Just think the joy they have when they turn all their troubles and problems over to God and he brings uh, unspeakable joy in our lives. Unspeakable joy. Um, David, in the Bible, for you, those of you who may not know, he he was a man after God's own heart, but he did some pretty rotten things. And, and when he realized his infinite need of the forgiveness and, and to be restored to God, that brought his joy back. But he wrote the Psalm, a lot of the Psalms. And in the Psalms, he talks about, he'll go from the uttermost depths, why are you so downcast, oh my soul, to realizing he needs right relationship with the Lord. And then, and, and when I went into the temple, I remembered, I remembered your mercies and your grace. And, and sometimes we, just like looking at those old cars and remembering joy, we, we need to return to where the the beginning is with God and what he gave us through Jesus Christ to find that joy again and to live in in that joy. Um, in the eight, uh, 19th century, 1800s, um, there was a um, lady named Hannah Whittall Smith, and she was a Quaker. And she um, wrote a book called The Secret to a Happy Christian's Life. And in one of the chapters, she discusses how a lot of Christians look like they have a headache and they'd feel better if they could cut their head off. But, 
man, we shouldn't be walking around like that. We have the joy of the Lord in us. And, and, and just as she said, sometimes circumstances don't go like we think they should. We come to know the Lord, and she said there was a lady who came to know the Lord in a spectacular way, and she just knew she was going to live this amazing life of of works and and uh, go out and tell everybody about the joy of the Lord, and then all of a sudden her husband becomes very very ill, and she is stuck in a house. Now she could either just say, "God, I, I renounce all of this because this is not what I signed up for." But what she did was she embraced every moment of caring for her husband and rejoicing in the Lord that she got to do that. We get to. And so at the end of that season, the Lord had taught her so much. And it's like you said a minute ago, where we were a year ago, we've been changed today into so much more. God uses every bit of what we go through. He said, I come that your joy will be full. And that my joy will remain in you. That, to me, is the essence of um, gladness. Sometimes I'll meet somebody that um, I knew years ago that was really a non-fire person for God, never missed church. But circumstances and life change, promotions, they moved away. The joy they had at one time is no longer there. They're wrapped up in the new things in life and problems. And I'll suggest to them, take yourself back to when you first had that relationship with God, how happy you were, the joy that you had. That was real. So maybe we just need to go back to the basics and remember where we were before we met God and then how our life just took on a whole new meaning. I have people all the time because I used to do so many festivals, some wild festivals. They said, do you ever, Ron, get the urge to go back and do those things? I said, no. I said, now they were fun and I had fun. But when you walk and God takes you to the top of the mountain and you experience the joy that only God can give you, then anything else is, it's, it's a waste of time to me. Because once you experience God's joy, his unspeakable joy, That's what I want to live in. That's the place where I call it the destiny zone. When I'm in the destiny zone, it's just like I am living out my purpose in life. And I don't want to leave there. I don't want to roam among the wolves in the darkness in this world. I want to stay in my little destiny zone and let God watch over me and have joy. That's where the peace is and the joy in spite of circumstances. When Jesus said, my joy, his joy will remain in you. And when the things of the world and the cares and we decide we're going to just try to find more, it's almost like we look for more than Jesus. And there is nothing more than, than Christ. And when we remain in him and him in us, I keep going back to that, but we have to abide in him because that's where peace and joy exists in spite of circumstances. Um, how many people do you know in prison that have found God and, and in the midst of a, a prison setting are are some of the most joyful people that you come to know? And I've been around people who've lost family members. And yes, we grieve and we mourn. And in the midst of that, there is joy. 
and there's peace in knowing that we don't sorrow as those who have no hope. Our life is just different. It's it's made new and fresh. And I would have fainted had I not thought I'd see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Yeah. And so look for that goodness. Look for him. Search and uh, search the scriptures. I would um, double dog dare you to go get in scriptures and ask the Lord to show you today where he wants your heart to be and how much he has in store for you. Regardless, like I said, of circumstances, there's people I've known dying of cancer that are some of the happiest people I've met. Joyful people. There's a difference between joy and happiness. But um, joyful people I've ever met. So in conclusion of all you and I said today, somebody out there right now needs some joy. What do they need to do, Candy? Get in the word. They need, well, more than that, we need a relationship first with Jesus Christ. Um, He, you may feel like, well, I've gone too far. God is running after you. Uh, The hounds of heaven are coming after you because he loves you. He's going to leave the 99 just for you. He came to earth to die on a cross while we were yet sinners. And when he did that, he rose again. And and that eternal life that he offers is for you. Um, And you say, well, man, I don't know enough. Well, the thief on the cross did not know enough either. And when he looked at Jesus and said, oh, this is the son of God. I mean, and Jesus Jesus said, you will be with me today in paradise. He didn't have to do anything, right. not a thing. You just rest in the promises of God. And when you come to know Christ, fill yourself with his word. Don't just um, stop and just say, oh, I'm going to get it by osmosis. You get in the word and you pray and then you most of all listen. So how does a person begin a relationship with God? Maybe somebody listening has said, no one has really Talk to me about who Jesus is. He is the Son of God who came in human form for you and me. And um, man, we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's what the Word says. We're sinners, every last one of us. And God is a holy God, and and sin can't touch Him. So He had to send a bridge, some way we could reach Him. And that is through Jesus Christ who died for us. The blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us and make us whole. And so all you have to do is say, God, hey, I'm a sinner. I need um a way to get to you, and that is through Jesus Christ. And you believe, you confess your sins, and you believe that God sent his son just for you. And you reach out and say, I believe, Lord, show me. Um, Our pastor said today, he said, I didn't repeat any prayer. I didn't do anything. I just said, God, I'm at the end of myself. I can't do this. I don't know who you are, but Lord, here I am. Amen. And man, he's a changed fellow. (laughs) You know, and then really, that's what happened to me in a hotel room in Atlanta, Georgia. And listeners out there right now, um, we come to you each week with this show, Get the Hell Out of Your Life, because we've been there where you've been or where you're going to go without God. So we're telling you or suggesting to you that, you know, life hasn't been so good for you with all the things that you've done by avoiding God. So why not try God? Why not just try God and see if he really is everything that we say he is? Because we're not telling you about God because we read about it in a book. We're telling you because what he did in our life. And if he did it for you and I, Candy, 
He'll do it for everyone. He does it for everyone. And there's none that would, he, he wouldn't want any to perish, but all to come to everlasting life. I mean, and so we all need forgiveness and God forgives. When I interviewed, believe it or not, years ago, I interviewed Billy Graham's preacher. Uh-huh. Now, who would think Billy Graham would have his own pastor? But he did. Yes. And I asked the pastor, I said, so Billy, um, all the things that he's done, I said something like, um, you know, he just really must be happy of over the accomplishments in his life. And he said, Ron, no, Billy doesn't act like that at all. He Every day he comes to God because he knows he's a sinner and he asks God every day for God's grace and kind of caught me off guard. I didn't expect to hear that, mm-hmm. but it's true that God, it doesn't matter what we've done, how religious we are, how many Bibles we've read, how many people we've fed. Do you have a relationship with Jesus? That's it. Because it's not about what we do. It's about him. It's all about him and his love for us. Well, there you have it, friends. You deserve that unspeakable joy. Your family deserves that unspeakable joy that only comes with a relationship with Jesus. So while you are out this week, search for Jesus and you will find him and you will discover an unspeakable joy. Amen. Ron will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, my friends, my time is up, and I pray and hope that you have been encouraged and empowered because no matter what you are going through, God is bigger than all your problems. God is bigger than all the circumstances. In fact, I would love for you to get a free resource that is on my website. It's called Discover Your Destiny, Growing Your Seed of Greatness. It's a step-by-step plan of how you and I go from the land of average and cross over into the land of God's promises. You will love this resource. Now, if you're willing to follow the plan, the map, into God's promised land, your life will change dramatically, and you will start feeling the peace of God and walk into your purpose, your destiny that only you can do. Amen? Well, I'm praying for you this week. And remember this, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And never forget that God loves you. God is for you, and he is never against you. If you have been blessed by today's program, please share it with your friends. I'll be back next week with another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Ron Myers Productions presents the 38th Christmas City Gift Show inside the Mississippi Coast Convention Center in Biloxi, November 12th through the 14th. Three days of Christmas fun with door prizes and thousands of gifts for everyone. Join us Friday evening for Shoppers Paradise, adults only shopping. It's the event you've been waiting for. The Christmas City Gift Show. Skip the line and buy your tickets online at ChristmasCityGiftShow.com. Come join us.